Hey everyone, my name is Velt Sebastian, and you are listening to Amber X. On today's episode, I have Kobe Maycumber here. He is a gamer, future MMA fighter. Kobe, thanks so much for being here with me. Just to start off, tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, what are you about? What is it that you're doing? What are your plans? Give us a little bit of an intro. All right, thank you, man. Thank you for having me on. Uh, of I'm course. Kobe. I'm 18. I live in uh, Massachusetts, and I'm the number one player in the world for Rainbow Six Siege, the video game. And I will one day be one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time. You know what I love about that most especially is the fact that you have that vision. And I guess that's something we can talk about a little bit in the future. But right now, for those that probably don't know, because I didn't know before we started this, like what is Siege? What is, and how does someone make a career out of playing Siege? So Rainbow Six Siege is like a shooter game. And it's not really like Call of Duty because like Call of Duty is more like you run around. But Siege is like more like strategy, so it's five players against another five players, and okay. you have to def- and the defenders have to defend a bomb site, and the attackers have to attack it. And there's operators; everybody gets to pick an operator, and each operator has like its own special ability, and you have to try to like work strategy off, you know, the operators you pick. And it's honestly like a really hard game. So, do you like go to like public conventions or something like that to compete, or like how does this work? So there's the MLG website online and you can like get signed up for your team and then you like compete and then there's uh you just like compete with uh, other teams and then they have there's uh there's another step up it's called ESL. Okay. So like ESL ESL is where you can go to events like they're called LAN events. So there's that. But they only do which is unfortunate. They only do uh really ESL land events which it's like pro league they only do that for like PC which is very stupid because when we played MLG on PS4 because I took a two-year break and now I'm back but before that when I was like playing MLG like we would smash so many people that came on PlayStation 4 with a PC and like when you play with a PC like you have such a like an advantage over other people that like play on the console because like PS is like basically like almost aimbot almost aimbot you know what I mean? So this is basically like an esports type thing that's happening online. Exactly, yeah. See, because I've been looking into esports. I've been into esports for the past couple months now. And I know it's really growing type of thing. Like it's famous because it's growing. And so a lot of people are looking into it because it's growing. We have people that say that it's a really great thing to get into. We have people saying, hey, it's not that really of a great thing to get to. It's just a fad. Personally, I believe that esports is something that's huge. I'm personally invested in some esports teams, just helping them out with what it is that they're doing, helping them grow, because I genuinely believe that this is going to be a huge part of what we do in the future. So right now I'm talking to you as an esports gamer, and this can be a little bit like counterintuitive because you, because like I want a very honest answer from you. What do you think is the validity of being an esports gamer? So like what I like about it is like, like for me, like I'm. Like, I feel good about being really good at something, you know what I mean? Like, it might be video games, but, like, it's it's actually a very hard thing to do. Like, when you pick a game and you're competing against people that are very good at it. So, I mean, I was number number one in the world. I I mean, if I, if I can be number one in the world, like, in anything, I just, when it applies to anybody in life, if you, if you can be number one in the world in one thing, you can do it in anything else. That's my opinion. I mean, I think that's extremely true. A lot of sports, I know a lot of sports athletes, they go into like things like business and entrepreneurship simply because of that level of competition and that nature of like wanting to win. It comes in handy in many different forms. So 
we'd say that being an esports gamer is pretty valid. And what do you what do you say about your skill set? Like how would you say that building up your skill set as an esports gamer is comparable to building up your skills in say a physical sport or in a skill like a musical talent or whatnot? Or is it is it less because it's just a game and it's just something that you're playing? So I'd say are you talking about how hard it is or how it can be compared? Is that I mean we can kind of talk about both, but right now I'm kind of asking like how can it be compared? Okay, yeah. So like I honestly believe a lot of I like I believe in like life or whatever it is in life. Like it's most of it is like mental, like mentally. You, you know what I mean? Like you have to understand how things work and you have to be smarter than the other person. If it's sports or it's gaming, you know, be smarter than the other team. And like if you have a good mental grasp on life and like your mental health is good, like it's really hard for you not to succeed. You know what I mean? I think mental is a big thing. As long as you're like smarter than the other person or whatever. I mean, you should or you have a you have a big advantage if you're smarter. Smarter player, smarter fighter, smarter football player, you know what I mean? So it's in all of those, right? So it com- it compares pretty well then is what you're saying. Yeah, I, I believe it compares pretty well, honestly. All right. You got to be a leader, you got to compete. It's, you know, strategize pretty similar. I'm I'm really trying to compare this because I, like I said, I'm a huge, huge fan and a huge, like, I agree with esports and I more so believe in it as an industry. But I think the main reason why a lot of people don't see its value is simply because of that letter E in front of it. Like, it's, oh, it's electronic sports. It's just a video game. But can you, like, kind of walk me through and for those of them, for those of us listening to walk us through how is your practice regime like? Like, do you practice an intense amount? Like, no one becomes the number one in anything without any practice, I would imagine. So can you, like, kind of go through, like, what's your training regime? Like, what do you do? So for – so I'm going to start a team up again for MLG. So right now what I'm doing is I'll play, like, uh, matches online that are an MLG to practice. You know what I mean? Just to practice, like, my, my skill and, like, just make sure I'm – you know, I still have, like, a grasp on things and – because I believe in life, like, if you look at somebody who does something a lot and somebody who does something, like, not a lot, like, you can see the big difference. Like, that person that does that thing a lot more is just, he just flows. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then for strategy for, like, the team and, like, how we're going to, like, play, I've been uh, doing, like, research and using our, my old strats for, like, certain maps and stuff. And I'm writing them down in a notebook. And we're just going to, we're going to go over them and practice them when they're all done. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited to get back into it. Get, can you give me a number? Like, how many hours? How many hours would you say a day do you put in practice? So I play. I play at night, and I would say I get on from ten to like one or two in the morning, and then I go to bed. All right. So you're saying about four hours a day? Yeah. So four hours out of your day is committed towards practicing and getting better and whatnot. And I think that is extreme. Like that is perfectly in line with what I think anyone should do if they're going to try to get better at anything, whether it's a game, whether it's a skill, you know, putting in that consistent work. And you'd say your work is pretty consistent, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very, <laughs> oh, yeah. very, I mean, very number one. You're number I'm one. It has to be. <laughs> yeah, you're a very competitive person. So what about your goals for the future, though? Because I want to give a little bit of a sideline to that, because you did mention that you're a competitive person. I know a little something, but I want you to tell everyone, like, what is what are your plans for the future? My plans for my future for myself or for Siege? 
for yourself right now? For myself, okay. So, like, my plans, obviously, I have the Siege thing, and I'm starting MLG up again, and then I have um, MMA is my future, man. That's my plan. I I go to uh, Lozon's in the Southeast, and it's a great gym. And actually, my head coach is Joe Lozon, and he's one of the best UFC fighters of all time. So, like, I already have the connections, and most of my teammates at the gym are also in the UFC. And, yeah, I just getting better every day, learning new things and just keep going because I'm surrounded by people are people that are at the level that I want to be at. You know what I mean? So I'll get yeah. there. So this, this MMA career, cause I like the fact that you're doing two things like that, two things that are very competitive in nature. And so if you don't mind me asking just a little bit about your MMA career, like what you've been doing, I know you're spending four hours a day on you know, working on Siege and your esports career, I would say. But what about the MMA part of things? Like, how much time are you putting into that? So for MMA, it's, it pretty much just takes over most of my day uh, because I have to, I train at least two times a day. And then over the over the course of a week, I run at least 15 miles. And then I have to lift at least four times. And yeah, I just, I mean, I go to, on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I go to the gym and train for two hours and then go and run after the second session. And then on Tuesday nights and Saturday mornings, I have team training, which is I spar with all like the, the pros and the UFC fighters. So, I mean, it, it takes up most of my life. And like a lot of people don't understand, like with like sports players or like people that do business, like you have to like those people that have to sacrifice a lot. Like I'm obviously not a UFC fighter, but I'm on the journey you know what i mean so i do the same things that those guys do in terms of like training and stuff and i have to sacrifice so much like i like on thanksgiving i didn't even hang out with my family really because i had to train and like it's just certain things you have to sacrifice and people just don't realize that that's extremely huge like i make little short clips and i want to make a little speaking about sacrifice because i think that is the number one like a lot of times people try to you know attribute someone's success to privilege or they were lucky or whatever and i think nowadays we're becoming more enlightened to the point of where we can say that those things though they do sometimes have a little bit of an impact in the end of the day it's sacrifice nonetheless and you know a lot of people you chose to spend your thanksgiving training while many people would have clearly said thanksgiving is a holiday i should be at home and that yeah day of training oftentimes those little extra days those extra hours that people put in to what it is that they want to do is what eventually puts them up onto the top and when they're at the top that's when you know questions get thrown around like wait a minute how did this how did that and it's all in the name of sacrifice so i mean i really appreciate you highlighting that because i know we weren't really going to talk too much about the mma here but I want to highlight you as a person. You're taking on MMA. You're taking on esports. You're doing all these competitive things, and you're working super hard. And you know, I think that's super great. I, everyone knows that my inspiration is Gary Vee. Like, if you look at my social media, I like mention something about Gary Vee like once a day, if not like once a week, guaranteed. I love Gary Vee, bro. <laughs> he's awesome he's awesome honestly if gary if i know i know there's gonna be a day that gary v is gonna listen to at least one of these and he's gonna like hear his name in here and he's gonna be like all right because i i just know it but oh, you know yeah. until that time gary when you listen to this in the future i've been repping since day one um 
But who's your biggest inspiration? Is it also Gary or do you have someone else? Or who are your inspirations? Like multiple people or one person or what is it? So a lot of things inspire me in terms of like, honestly, like this might sound like, I don't know, kind of douchey, but like I inspire myself. Of course. Of course. I also, if we're we're also going to talk about like um, motivators, like people that like try to motivate people like motivational speakers uh I like, I like gary v and i also like uh you actually had him on the podcast my guy uh kevin barber had him yeah. on the podcast he was he was the last episode yeah yeah he's a good guy he actually just helped me with a problem i had personal problem yeah he's a really good dude and then if we're talking non-motivational speaker it would be you know my mom my girlfriend and uh my friends and you know everybody that uh like i train with at the gym and they're all because they're always working as hard as i am so i think in the end of the day when you look at it, I kind of want to ask this question too, before I get too far off topic, where do you see yourself in 10 years? 10 years. So I, I'd be, I'm turning 19 in December 16th. So, I mean, well, I'll be like 28, 29, 10 years. I would definitely say I, by the time I'm 28 or 29, I should, I should have a UFC belt by then. I should be very rich and very happy. And I'm, I'm already very happy. And as long as I keep very ha- as long as I keep being very happy, and I achieve my goals, I feel like I should be pretty fine at 28 and 29. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that sounds great. I mean, the reason why I like asking this is because I always want to give a little bit of a segue to mentioning that regardless of what you do, happiness always has to be the North Star. And I'm glad that you mentioned that you want to be really rich, but at the same time, you want to be really happy. Because, you know, I think, you know, having, of course, everyone knows having money, it's great. But at the same time, having happiness is much harder to attain. You know what I mean? Like making a million. Exactly. Like making a million dollars isn't hard. Making two million, like making it's like it's not hard thing. But, you know, making that money is not hard, but it's reaching that happiness, as I'm sure you would agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. There's billionaires out there who are not happy. Do I know them personally? No. But you can tell by the way that some of them probably get into things that they never really wanted to do or you can see an overindulgent lifestyle too many things where it's like they're not even happy with all the cars and jets and you know gucci this and louis vuitton that it's like you know what i mean i i don't get the point and you know this is a topic for a whole other podcast but having happiness being the north star is the most pivotal thing and so I know you want to be a boxer. I know you want to possibly, I'm assuming you're still going to continue with being an East, working in your esports career, correct? Yeah. You're going to be having both of those. Do you see yourself, and I might be putting you on the spot a little bit, but it's not intentional. I just kind of want to have a conversation here. Like, where do you, you see yourself in 10 years, but where do you see yourself impacting people? Well, I see myself impacting people, like letting them know that, like, I'm not really, like, anybody special you know what i mean like i don't have like a special whatever like special trade or whatever over anybody else in the world i just i actually just believe in myself and i'm very confident i think if other people can be like that they can achieve the same as me in terms of like success on their own or they can achieve more than me you know i as long as everybody's happy i could really care less if somebody achieves more than me as long as it's not in my rainbow six siege or fighting you know <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, you got to have that competitive nature still. I mean, I, I completely support that. 
So your main impact is going to be helping people see that you, your background, anyone could have done what it is that you're doing, basically. Yeah, man. Right? It's, of course. Like, there's always going to be, you just got to believe in yourself. That's the big thing. You got to believe in yourself and you got to be confident and work hard. Because there's going to be tons of people that tear you down and want to tear you down. Then there's going to be some people that, like, in your family, like your parents or whatever, they don't necessarily really believe or you're saying you're gonna do you know what i mean so you can't really i mean i guess when somebody chooses to like support you or believe in you that's a big plus but really all you really need is like you to believe in yourself you know like that's the big thing if you can have if you can be really confident and believe in yourself like you can actually really do anything that's 100 percent true well i also wanted to say thank you so much for being on this podcast I know we have a lot of great tidbits in here. Please make sure that you check out his Instagram. I'm going to link it in the description below. There's also going to be his PSN. Kobe, I know you wanted to give it a little bit of a shout out before we ended this podcast. All right. So, yeah, the um, the Instagram account is kobe.maycumber. Uh, make sure you guys follow him, though, because you got to realize, for those of you listening, the realize why I choose the people that I choose to get onto my podcast is because I am a huge believer in bringing out, you know, putting a spotlight on those who probably usually don't get the spotlight often. And I think it's really important to highlight people when they're barely starting and when no one really is taking the time and making the effort to get to know them. And so I saw Kobe's profile and I said, hey, I want to check this guy out. I want to see what is, it, what is it that he's doing. And so sent him the message. We started talking and now we're at this point where we're having a conversation. I learned so much about him and I'm pretty sure you guys listening learned so much about him as well. And it's comes to show that, you know, he's 18, I'm 18. We're both growing in our own routes and we're both at a place where we're starting, but we're really, we're starting really hard. And so that's why I always put in these plugs, not because Kobe's like slipping me like, you know, 2000 for me to say anything like that. It's literally because you know, I genuinely believe that if you take the time to at least go through, look, look at what he's doing, you could resonate with it. And who knows, you know, you guys could connect and probably do something awesome. I know Kobe has his resources. You guys have your resources, those of you listening. And, you know, we all are just working hard to get to that point of where we want to succeed and win, win in our own respective terms. So thank you for listening. Hope you guys have a great day. Kobe, thanks so much for being here again. Thank you for having me on, man. I really, I had fun. I appreciate it, my guy. Of course. Yeah. Till next time.